Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host, as always, and um, this is kind of one of those uh, get back to normal episodes, if that makes any sense. Um, the, the last few weeks have been crazy. Update you what's going on here on campus here at Southwestern Adventist University. Uh, finals are coming up, so everyone has been on a extra level uh, of stress, um, not even to mention the holiday season, Thanksgiving, and now preparations for Christmas and people leaving for trips and having to get things done ahead of time. It's been a, a lot of stuff going on, as it is pretty much every year right around this time on a college uh, university campus. Uh, everyone is so antsy, antsy, excuse me, is the, the word there, to get on break that, um, that we kind of tend to go a little crazy. So I just wanted to hop on and, and say thank you so much for the support that you have given us. Um, the podcast this year has grown exponentially and that is exponentially, sorry. And that is, um, big in part to you and, 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 and big in part, even bigger to God and the partnership that you have had with him over the last year. Um, I've been blessed to be part of this ministry and seeing the effects of it and how God has been working in people's lives through the episodes that you have potentially shared or that they've seen straight up from our website or app or whatever it is, has been a blessing. So thank you so much for everything that you do by it's just simply listening or sharing the episode with a family member or a friend. Uh, we will kind of have a couple of interesting weeks here over the next uh, month as we finish out 2022. Um, I'll be headed out for a couple of weeks uh, on on some vacation. I know a couple other people, members of the staff here as well, will. We still may have a couple of episodes. The the sermons will still be put up, and um, you'll see over the next couple of weeks, uh, we have a couple of uh, special episodes that will come out. Um, I'll be recording one episode from Nashville, Tennessee, and so that'll be a lot of fun. Have a special guest for that one planned over the next two weeks. So just kind of stay stay tuned and kind of be watching for what's going to be happening with Elevate Retake over the next couple of weeks. And then once school kicks off in January, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled, you know, two episodes a week, um, not coming out on different days. But with the holidays and a lot of movement going on over the next couple of weeks, the episodes will be maybe on a couple of different days and... Um, we have a great sermon series that's been going on. Um, Jonathan was phenomenal on Saturday. We'll talk here a little bit about that and just, the, you know, kind of the holiday season in general. But just to update you guys, that's kind of what's going to be happening for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, what we've been doing the last few weeks is, is looking at the book of Psalms. And, and April took us through three weeks of phenomenal messages that, that God absolutely inspired and was heavily, heavily involved in. And and, and Jonathan did the same thing. Um this past week. And he asked the question, you know, what are your expectations of Jesus? And there's such an interesting question to ask as we get to the end of another year. And doesn't it just seem like this year blew by? Like, it was so fast. And I think we say that all the time, but this is, I think, maybe one of the first times when I actually felt like it just went ex extremely fast. You know, I started out this August as a senior, and I thought, man, my senior year at college. I'm going to soak it all in. It's going to go by so slow. I'm going to do so many things with my friends, with my families. We're going to take trips all over the place. It's going to be a, a dragged out year where I can just like milk and everything. And I'm already halfway done. And I've got a semester and 
I'll have to do this thing called adulting even more, where it's finding a job and, and like living life now, right? Outside of the school world. It just hasn't hit me yet that I just have a couple of months left and I'm done. When three or four months ago, you know, I was thinking that I had forever left. So when I think of the question that we asked at Elevate, what are my expectations of Jesus? I had this idea in my mind. I had expectations for God. I said, God, there's some things that I want to accomplish. And, and if they fit in your will, like I'm expecting you to come through for me here because this is stuff that I, that I want to do, which is so funny how we talk to God like that sometimes. But God is patient and he's so loving and he cares for the littlest details in our life. He cares that you're going to be graduating soon. He cares about your homework. He cares about your job. He cares about your pets and your family and things that you have going on with your friends at home. That's the wonderful thing about our God. And so whatever place that you have put your trust or your trustworthiness, take that and, and, and take it to God first. Let the Lord be your shepherd instead of you. In him, you can find true peace. And the thing is that oftentimes we turn to ourselves in our moments of isolation and depression. We, we, we turn to ways that we can fix our problems, or we will even head to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and we will tell people what is going on instead of going to God first. One of my favorite Bible stories, when I think of a moment of, of sadness that, that I had to really, you know, f f that, uh, that person had to fully lean on God for deliverance. I think of the story of King Hezekiah. You know, he's he's one of the very few godly kings that Israel had, that Judah had. And he did so much reform, took out the evil idols that were in the temple, reformed what worshiping God looked like in Jerusalem, and brought the people back to a, a godly system. One of the very few kings to kind of do all of that refurbish the temple, expand the city. He did so many things. And the Bible says that he did good things in the eyes of the Lord. In the middle of his reign, he gets uh, a message that King Sennacherib from Assyria has begun ravaging what is at that point the known world. And their Assyrian empire is growing to a point where Hezekiah knows that at some point they're going to be crossing his lands and he will have to do something. And what I found so interesting is Sennacherib, King Sennacherib of Assyria, eventually marches his way to Jerusalem, and he sends a letter to King Hezekiah. I think some of us have this misconception sometimes that Jerusalem and that part of the world is very like, it's just sand and desert and cactuses. The area surrounding the Jordan River, the Sea of Galilee, even Jerusalem itself has some very fertile land. It is green. Um... Yes, it, it, you're in the Middle East, it's part of a desert region, but there's a lot of green to be had. And King Sennacherib, of course, has no intentions of destroying all of that. Jerusalem's a very beautiful city. It had become a very big trade center, routes through and from Egypt all the way up into uh, modern-day Europe. And so he decides to be diplomatic with King Hezekiah. And he says, look, I've pretty much taken over every city imaginable. I've conquered every city I've killed every king. I don't want to do that with you because Jerusalem is beautiful. All I need for you to do is to pledge your allegiance for me, and we won't tear down your city, 
and you just pay me a like a royalty fee, a profit every single month, and uh, we'll be good to go. And if you don't, I will destroy you. And what God is going to save you from my hand? Now, most of us, when we run into an issue like that, we will <laughs> we will turn to anyone and everyone for help. We'll call our mom, we'll call our dad, we'll call our pastor, we'll call an elder from the church, we'll call our best friend and we'll be like, dude, you have no idea what just happened to me. I am stuck in the situation. I am feeling the depression because I don't know what to do. I am feeling the sadness. I don't know who to trust. Help me, right? And those options are all great, but I think that the one thing I want to leave you with is to do the thing that Hezekiah did. The Bible says that he received that letter. He read it word for word. And he didn't waste any time in his next decision. The Bible says that he took that letter, he went to the temple, and he spread out that letter before God. Completely. Spread it out. Five, six pages, he put it right on the altar, and he spread it out before God, and he said, God, do you see this? Have you seen what is happening to your people? We are under siege and we are under attack. I don't know what to do. This is all in your hands. Now, that sounds really easy when it comes to the, the issues of our life. And going through the Psalms and going through David's words and how he talks about God in the good times and in his bad moments when David had some serious family issues, we see that he had moments of isolation and depression, but he always, always let God guide him. He always turned his issue to God, whether it was him repenting for something that he had done or just taking a bad and sticky situation that he was in. He was phenomenal at just letting God do the work. And King Hezekiah takes this message to God. God hears the prayers of him and Isaiah the prophet. And that night, God sends an angel to the Assyrian camp and he eliminates 185 thousand Assyrian soldiers. The king wakes up the next morning to find his army dead in the camp. King Sennacherib actually goes back home, obviously stricken by defeat, something that he had never experienced before. He goes back home and he ended up uh, getting murdered by his own two sons inside the temple of their god in Assyria. But the beautiful thing about this is the faith and the trust that Hezekiah had in God. To not go anywhere else, to not even go to Isaiah, the prophet of God, but to take his issue straight to God. When I think of David and the moments that he laments and the moments that he cries out to God, in the moments where he says, God, why is this happening? I- I've been good to you. You know, I've, been, I've done this. There's another moment in Hezekiah's life that comes to mind. Bible says that God came to him and said, look, you're, you're going to get sick. You're going to die. Um, I need you to get your family in order. What a message to hear from the prophet of God, by the way. And that you're going to die soon and you have to get your family in order. That's, that's hard to hear. And that is, that came from, from a prophet of God. Like the messenger of the Lord came and told King Hezekiah that, and he didn't even hesitate. Bible says that he went back to his room in 2 Kings chapter 20 and he prayed. And he went straight to God. 
He said, God, what's going on? I know that your prophet just said it, but I'm not going to take his word. I know that your prophet is your messenger and he all he speaks is true, but I got to come to you, God. Why is this happening to me? I am one of the good ones. I'm one of the good kings. I've done great and magical and amazing things in your name. I've reformed your country. Why? Why now do I have to go? And God hears his prayer. And before Isaiah even leaves his house at the palace, he takes Isaiah and he says, go back and tell my son Hezekiah that I'm going to give him 15 years of life. Now, I'm not saying that God is maybe going to add and do some unbelievable stuff, although he may very well do this in your life. But I think in the little areas where we don't think that God is working, we're about to see some phenomenal miracles here at the end of the year and to start the new year. God is just asking us, like like Jonathan Coker said on Saturday in the message, let God be your shepherd. Let him be the one that you put your trust, your faith, your worship, because he is the one that is worthy of that all. Yes, God has made us smart. He's made us capable and he's given us tools to deal with issues on our own. But there is a dependency that we must have on our Heavenly Father. Because this life could be probably done by yourself. But it's going to be very, very tough to do it without your Heavenly Father there. Life cannot be done to its full extent the way that God wants it to be without his hand in action in your life. And I just hope that as the year wraps up and as a new year begins, you keep that in mind. He is your shepherd. He is the one to be trusted. He is the one to be worthy of all the praise and all the worship. He just asks us the next time that we feel this way, take it straight to him first. He will put the people in our lives after that to solve and console and help with everything else. That is what I have for you today. I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, I, I would I would encourage you to stay tuned over the next couple of weeks as we release some very special episodes over the couple of messages that will be happening. And uh, I'm super excited to see where God takes Elevate, not only in this at the end of this year, but into the following year as well. So please stay tuned. I hope you kind of got a sense of what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Wanted to come here and have a chat with you guys. I had some a great time listening to the message. That's just kind of what I took away from it. And hopefully you can share this episode with a family member or a friend. We will be back next week, of course, with another retake episode. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your morning, afternoon, midday, wherever you're listening and whenever you are listening. Stay tuned. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, and, and reach out to us there as well. You'll get all the links to all that and more in the description. For Elevate Retake, my name is Kelvin. And remember, there's always room for one more.